Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 533. Make your life matter. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tom Larson. Tom, are you buckled up, or I should say, do you have your helmet on, and are you ready for a fun ride? I'm good to go. All right, great. Great to have you here. Tom Larson is the founder and executive director at Motorcycle Relief Project in Evergreen, Colorado. Tom and his team take veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and other invisible injuries on a five-day therapeutic motorcycle adventure designed to help them take steps towards recovery. His past ventures include riding and marketing consulting. He was the director at Zam Bikes, where they provide bicycles and motorcycle ambulances in Africa. And he was the founder at Healing Waters International, where they provide safe drinking water to poor communities in developing countries. I see a little trend here with Tom. He likes to help people, which is awesome, inspiring, and that's a big part of why you're on the show here today. So, Tom, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for motorcycles? Yeah, well, I've been a gearhead since since I can remember. My dad was a dentist who got car, motorcycle magazines, free subscriptions for his waiting room. Oh, yeah. And he would bring them home from the office when the new issues came in. And our coffee table was always just littered with car magazines and motorcycle magazines. So <laughs> Lucky you. From a young age, I, I was passionate about it. My cousin tells me a story that when I was four years old, I could identify every make and model of car that was on the street <laughs> as we drove down the street. Nice. So uh, it's just, it's been a passion of mine since, almost since I could walk. Yeah, it sounds like it. And the other side of your life, as I'm seeing here and as I learn more about you, is helping people. I mean, you've been involved in a series of ventures here that are all about helping people. And I love this project that you're doing with the motorcycles and with the riders. Having ridden motorcycles, I know what it's like when you get on a bike, you have to focus. I think you're going to share with us how this motorcycle riding can help people as we move through your journey today. But first, I'd like to ask you for a success quote. 
This is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Tom, take the handlebars. (laughs) The first thing that pops into my mind is pretty simple and pretty pretty universal, which is do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Ah, yes, the golden rule. (laughs) The golden rule. It's, uh, you know, I was taught that as a young kid, and it has served me well through my life. I feel like uh, what you put out in the world is what you get back. Well, I would assume you get an awful lot back, because as I said at the beginning, you've done so many different things for people. So what is it that drives you to go out there and find ways to wrap your passion, in this case, motorcycles, around an ability to help people who need some some help? Well, I know you, Mark, uh, also have a background in marketing, and that was my first career. And, you know, I worked as an advertising copywriter, and I was getting paid to uh, market products and say whatever the client wanted us to say about their product, whether it was true or wasn't true. And I just became kind of disillusioned and and thought there's got to be more to life than just making money because it was good money, but it just felt unfulfilling. And uh, I took a trip to the Dominican Republic with a group for a, from a church that my wife and I used to attend and uh, was just blown away by seeing how people in another part of the world lived and the realities of poverty and, uh, It was a life-changing experience, and I came back from that experience and decided that rather than just working for the man and uh, using my life to make money and sell products, I wanted to do something that would help other people and and, uh, make a difference. Well, you certainly have, and it's awesome what you're doing, and not unlike, uh, although in a much grander scale than what Cars Yeah is all about, and that is together, you and I are going to inspire some people to find a path in their lives that makes them happy, that they can wrap their passion for cars and bikes and things into their lives, their creation, their vocation a little better, and uh, in your case, help people along the way. And I think that's what we're doing today for our listeners out there. Let's go back in time. You talked about your dad being a dentist and all those car magazines and motorcycle magazines. You're a lucky kid there. But could you share a story that instigated your passion for things on wheels? Is there a pivotal moment when you realize that, oh man, I love motorcycles. I love cars. I'm a car guy. You know, my dad taught me to drive when I was 11 years old. 11? uh, (laughs) Yeah, which uh, I understand is not legal, but uh, (laughs) it was fun. Yeah. (laughs) And there was something about just... uh, still being a kid, but having the responsibility of piloting a, a large motor vehicle mm-hmm. down a public road and that my dad trusted me enough to let me try that. And then as I gained experience, he let me drive more and more. I mean, I drove from Rochester, Minnesota, where I grew up to Chicago and back with my dad when I was 14 years old. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was hooked from that day forward. There's just something about being behind the wheel and uh, hitting the road that 
spoke to me from a very young age. So we'll blame your dad for that. <laughs> he, he also took me to every summer uh, at Road America in Wisconsin. Oh, gosh. They yeah. had a weekend called the June Sprints, mm -hmm. and my dad would take me to that, and we would watch the Formula Ford and Formula V and, you know, all the, the MGs and Mini Coopers, and it was just such a blast to just go there and watch and be part of that environment of people racing their cars around the track yeah. and going into the pits and the paddocks and seeing not only cool race cars, but cool exotic sports cars and stuff like that. And seeing the stuff I'd seen in the motorcycle magazines all those years. In real I, life. I mean, I, I'm sorry, in the car magazines. Yeah. You know, when my son was eight years old, we took him to a farm and put him in a VW Bug and he learned to drive and uh, he was sitting on pillows and could barely reach the pedals, but boy, did he have a big smile on his face. But no, I didn't let him drive to Chicago when he was 14, though. Your dad was a little braver than I am, I think. A little crazier. Well, maybe, I don't know, but uh, certainly he's got, you've got the uh, motorsport bug bite, if you will, when you're young. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, Tom, and talk about a huge challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. But really, the really important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that particular situation? What did it teach you so that you could go forward and move past it? What comes to mind with that question is last summer, I was getting ready to do our first relief ride for Motorcycle Relief Project, and I was on my motorcycle in uh the back country of Colorado going down a county road and it was eight o'clock in the morning and out of nowhere, a deer jumped out of the shadows oh. and I hit a deer on my BMW R1200 GS uh, going 55 miles an hour. Oh, even worse. Yeah. Killed the deer instantly. The bike got really squirrely for a while, but I was able to ride it to a stop without crashing and gas spewing out of it and the fork was bent and the frame was bent and the bike ended up being totaled mm -hmm. but it really uh it really stopped me in my tracks and it made me realize the risk involved in doing what i was about to do taking mm -hmm. veterans with ptsd and other invisible injuries on therapeutic motorcycle rides and the reality that Something like that could happen at any time, and I have no way to control it. It really freaked me out, and I almost bailed on the whole idea and almost walked away from it. Had some long conversations with my wife, and in the end, I realized if I can't get past hitting a deer on my motorcycle, how on earth can I expect to help guys who have experienced much worse trauma? in combat and uh, in life. And right. my wife said something to me that really uh, kind of flipped the switch for me. And that was, if you never made any money at this, at doing motorcycle relief project, if you never got paid, uh, if the donations didn't come in and you never, uh, never were able to make a career out of this, would it still be worth doing? Would it still be worth mm -hmm. going forward with? You married a very wise woman. <laughs> and it was funny how that put it in perspective, and it, it made me realize, yes, it would be worth doing. I really think this has the potential to 
to help people and, right. and heal people, which now that we've got a bunch of rides under our belt, that has proven to be true. I'm, I'm, I, I'm still not making any money at it. But. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, good things, great things take time. And I'm hoping we can expose what you're doing to the Cars Yeah listeners out there. And I really hope some listeners step up and can find a way to help you out. I mean, I don't think there's uh, very little more noble than helping out our veterans who've come back and are dealing with these challenges in their lives. And what's great about what you're doing is you can actually see the effect you're having versus giving money to a large organization that kind of goes into their coffers and you don't never know where it really ends up. For you, you see it in guys' faces and so forth. And I'm so happy that your wife gave you that perspective so that you could carry on and keep doing what you're doing. I had a guest on uh, just this past week, David Donner, who races Pikes Peak. He lost his brother uh, who hit a deer mm. racing. And, and David went through a competitive concept of, ah, should I be doing this? And yeah. then after talking with friends, said, you know what? My brother would want me to do this. I need to carry forward, keep doing it. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you, you've carried forward because, again, what you're doing is just so tremendous. And, and again, having ridden motorcycles, I realize the focus is needed. You kind of forget, well, you have to forget about everything else in your life and just focus on that. And that's got to be a part of the process of healing for sure. Great story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story where you had a career aha moment. You've kind of mentioned one before when you worked in advertising, marketing, and wanted to shift to do things that had more meaning for you. But is there a time when those headlights came on and illuminated your way for a new direction, a new thought process that you had? And if so, tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I would say the the foundation of motorcycle motorcycle relief project was one of those moments after i had left the last nonprofit that my wife and i started healing waters international i had a difficult time i went through kind of an identity crisis and i had some uh i had some i had a hard time moving on and uh trying to figure out what was next for me and i ended up going to see a counselor and we started unpacking a bunch of stuff and at one point, the counselor suggested a treatment called EMDR. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, it's a treatment for PTSD. Hmm. And I said, do you think I have PTSD? <laughs> yeah. And he said, well, you have some symptoms. And so uh, we tried a little bit of that. And uh, that was really the first uh, exposure I even had to the idea of PTSD. Well, shortly after that, I met uh, an Iraq vet with PTSD and got to hear a little bit of his story and started investigating the issue of veterans and PTSD and the challenges that they face mm -hmm. coming back from deployment. And my aha moment came ironically when I was sitting in my dentist's office. Um, <laughs> back to the dentist. <laughs> my father had passed away. Uh, so I, he wasn't my dentist any, any longer, but mm -hmm. I was, I was in the dentist's office and waiting for my appointment. And there was, uh, an issue of Rider Magazine, Motorcycle Magazine. And I opened it up and I saw a picture of a group of guys riding adventure bikes through the woods. And I I just had this moment where I thought, wow, how cool would that be if you could take groups of veterans with PTSD out in the woods and use the motorcycles as therapy? Yeah. And that was when the light light bulb came on and uh, 
that's how it all got started. Oh my gosh, isn't that interesting? Well, very cool. You know, we never know how these different paths and connections will occur to take us somewhere. I had a, a guest on my show months ago, Jim Hyde from Rawhide Adventures Off-Road, where he does something. I know Jim, yeah. You know Jim. Okay, great. Saw him yeah. yesterday, oh, okay. two days ago. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, you know all about what he's doing. And I'll remind our listeners that he's doing something similar in the sense that he takes people out on these riding adventures. Uh, there are people that, you know, pay for it and they go out as kind of a fun thing for them to do. But uh, really interesting how all these things tie back together. And it, it's so great. I think it's great that you went and talked to a counselor. Too few people do that when they're trying to seek out a new path, a new venture. And uh, obviously, that's something that worked really well for you. EMDR is something that I'd not heard about. And I'm going to investigate that a little bit because uh, it sounds like something that's worthwhile to help people uh, identify things that are going on and help them move forward in some kind of a path. So. Well, I know it can be helpful for some people with PTSD, but for me, part of it was I I realized I got way more therapeutic benefit from getting on my motorcycle and riding for a few hours than I did for from sitting in the counselor's office and <laughs> doing that EMDR treatment. Ah, there you go. Well, good. Well, you learned something in that respect as well, so that's fantastic. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about a proudest career moments. I would assume with what you've done, you've had many of these, but is there one in particular you could share with us that really stands out? You know, it's hard because uh, I had proud career moments when I worked in advertising and won awards and stuff, but the they weren't as rewarding as the small kind of non-recognition moments that I have now. We did a ride in Arizona in March, and at the end of the ride... I just asked the veterans in the group to go around the circle and talk about how the ride impacted them. Mm -hmm. And one guy said, I stopped taking OxyContin this week. I've been on OxyContin. Multi I take it multiple times a day. I've been doing that for five years. Wow. And he said, I haven't taken it once this week. And oh, my gosh. I checked in with him a week ago, and he still hadn't started taking it again. Holy cow. I had another guy on that same ride look at me and say, do you know how many lives you're going to save with this? Uh. And I said, what do you mean? And he pointed to himself and he said, you've already saved one. Wow. And he said a month before that, he had been ready to uh, do himself in because he oh was just gosh. really struggling. And he said he got accepted to go on one of our rides and that gave him hope. And so, you know, that kind of kept him going. But on on the ride that week, he met some guys who could relate to what he had been through. Mm -hmm. He made new friends, uh, and he learned some coping skills, and he said he was going home with new will to live. Wow. So, oh, my Although gosh. it's not one of those, you know, great accolades moments where, you know, everybody sees what you're doing and you feel proud because you're standing on the stage receiving an award. Right. I don't know that anything before that in my professional career was was as uh, meaningful as just hearing that. I don't see how it could be. I've got goosebumps listening to that. Uh, I think our listeners out there are probably taking a gasp right now, too, realizing, wow, I mean, what a tremendous thing you're doing. And isn't it interesting how something as simple as a motorcycle ride 
can redirect somebody's mind. I mean, that's the amazing thing for me here. And I know there's a lot more psychological aspects of this involved. There's so many things that you do on these rides with your guests. Just the fact that that can change a life, save a life, uh, alter a life is absolutely incredible. Wow. (laughs) I really appreciate you sharing that. Let's have a little bit of fun here with you, Tom. What was your first really special car? I'll say motorcycle since you like bikes too. And maybe you can share a memory you have with that vehicle. I'm going to say my 68 Buick Electra 225 convertible. Oh, cool. (laughs) That I bought when I was in college. And for your listeners who aren't aware of exactly what that car is, this is a two-door convertible coupe. But I looked up the specs the other day. It is the same width and half an inch longer than a 2016 Chevy Suburban. (laughs) Yeah, those cars had huge long rear ends. I mean, they just, if I'm, if I'm got my model right in my head, the back of that car from the rear axle back just kept going and going. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But a two door coupe that's, you know, that casts the same shadow as a modern Suburban. It had a, 430 cubic inch V8, you know, seven liter engine with 360 horsepower. Wow. I just remember uh, one one moment in particular with that car. A bunch of us drove up to this, this park in Minnesota called Taylor's Falls. Well, it's actually on the Wisconsin side of the St. Croix River. Mm-hmm. And at the state park, they charged you by the car load to, <laughs> to get into the park. So we drove three cars up to the outside of the state park, but then the other two friends parked their cars and piled in nine of us piled into my 68 Electra and only had to pay for one car (laughs) getting into the park. And then we spent the day goofing off and my wife just found an old picture of that and, uh, of nine of us sitting in that giant Buick convertible. So You know, I I remember also the interesting thing about that car. It had a wonderful Beltline ridge that started at the headlight and kind of went back and then swooped down to the lower part of the rear fender all the way to almost the bottom of the fender on the back. It was just like this big, gentle wave line, if you will. So Exactly. Yeah, I I remember those cars. They're they're wild. They're crazy. And they're just, they're giant. The cars of that era, those two doors were just huge. They almost didn't make sense. They were so big, but uh, very cool memory. Well, let's go to seller's remorse. Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? That's an easy one. I had a 1973 Toyota Land Cruiser FJ40. Oh, nice. Uh, You know, the Toyota version of a Jeep. And uh, I had so much fun in that car. And, uh, you know, it was a classic car, but the thing was a tractor off-road, and I've explored so much of the Colorado backcountry in that Land Cruiser. And, and uh, in fact, some of the stuff, some of the places we're taking veterans on our motorcycle rides are places that I first discovered driving that Land Cruiser. So Nice. You know, they've those cars have uh, only gotten more popular and kind of a cult following. Oh, yeah. And I would love to have that car back again. Yeah. Are you familiar with Jonathan Ward and his company, Icon? I know of Icon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll have to connect you with him. Uh, of course, his, his cars are a little pricey, but absolutely spectacular. And I'm sure he's uh, done a lot to kind of regenerate some of that um, 
coming back of those cars. But yeah, they've become rather expensive collectibles. Uh, they're hard to find ones that have not been abused, but there seem to be more and more popping up all the time. You see them at auctions and things, but, uh, fun. I had a, a friend in high school, Chris, who had one, you know, go back into the back hills of San Diego and drive that thing off road and. Yeah, great fun vehicles. Very cool. Well, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about what you're doing right now. Again, as I keep mentioning, Motorcycle Relief Project is such a tremendous project and what you're doing. And I'd love for you to talk with our listeners and explain some of the different nuances of what you do, how it all works, how the company moves forward. And even uh, we'll touch on it again at the end of the show, but how people can help if they'd like to be a part of helping you provide this service to our veterans. Yeah. So just a, a kind of a brief uh, overview of the issue, you know, for combat veterans who experience a traumatic, experience a traumatic event in in combat or while deployed, a lot of times they get home and they don't want to talk about it because number one, they don't want their wife or, you know, other significant other to be traumatized just by hearing about, you know, the traumatic experience that they had. And number two, a lot of times the trauma comes from them having to do something really difficult that they might be feel guilty about or, and they, and they feel like if they share it, they'll be judged as, you know, crazy or broken or dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they tend to a lot of a lot of them tend to just withdraw and isolate and uh, cut themselves off. You know, part of it is the difficulty of going into public places where they're hyper alert. They um, experience hyper arousal and or hyper vigilance. And it's just stressful to go out in public. And mm-hmm. so for a lot of these guys, they they tend to cut themselves off from the rest of the world. Um, depression's a huge thing, anxiety, substance abuse. So what the vision is, is to use the motorcycle ride as something that would uh, get them out of the house, get them connected with other people who can relate to what they've experienced can relate to the things they've done, the people they've become, and be able to come together and enjoy some riding, which obviously has a therapeutic value of its own, but really to be able to connect with other people that can relate, that have shared experiences, and then just be able to process and talk about stuff without having to worry about being judged. And, you know, we've had we've had guys on our ride uh, we had one guy share something that had happened in combat in Iraq that had happened more than five years ago. And he was so ashamed of what he had to do in that situation or what he did do in that situation that he had never told another soul on the planet. Wow. And he had carried that around for more than five years. Mm. And in on our ride, he opened up about that to a group of guys that he had never even met three days earlier. But it was that camaraderie and that safety that allowed him to do that. And you could just see the weight lift off of him Oh yeah, as he was able to get that off his chest. Wow. Incredible power in that safety of the group of people who can relate. And that's a huge part of what we're doing. Oh, wow. Incredible. Well, so you take 
these folks out on multiple day trips? Do they spend the night out? Is it out in the wilderness and tents and things? Or how, how does the, the physical aspects of the ride work? Yeah, because so much of what we're doing is about that, that group dynamic and being able to have those discussions. It's really important to us that we have a, a venue that facilitates that. So rather than camping, we rent lodges mm-hmm. off of vrbo.com and a lodge where everyone can have a bed and be able to get a good night's sleep, which is another huge issue for these guys yeah. is not being able to sleep well. So uh, we rent a big lodge that has uh, a big living room where we can sit around and have our group discussions at night. And we, awesome. we rent places that are in strategic locations where we can do great day trips out and back from the lodge every day. Okay. Very cool. Wow. Just absolutely spectacular. And I'll mention it at the end here, but you have a website where people can go. Are people able to go there, learn more about what you're doing and donate? Yes. It's motorelief.org, M-O-T-O relief.org. And yeah, they can find out all about our program if there are veterans listening who think that this program might be something they'd want to experience for themselves, they can fill out an online application. And if there are people who would uh, be interested in donating and supporting the cause, they can do that right on our website as well. Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, of course, I'm going to encourage you to go check this out. Incredibly worthy cause to help people and uh, has some association back with all of our passions for things that roll on rubber, motorcycles, and cars and things. So uh, what an awesome, awesome thing you're doing, Tom. Well, let's get a little more lighthearted here for a moment. Talk about what a question I always ask my guests, very introspective question, and that is, if you were a car or a motorcycle, what kind would you be and why? Well, you know, I'm kind of an eclectic guy, so I'm not going to be a Ferrari or a I'm not going to, I'm nothing exotic or uh, I'm not the best looking around. So it's hard to think of myself as, (laughs) you know, some fancy exotic car. I think I'd be more like a, uh, well, go back to the Toyota Land Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Something solid and reliable that Mm -hmm. will uh, always be up for an adventure. And get you where you need to go. So there you go. (laughs) Well, Tom, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal or twist the wrist, as we say in motorcycle riding, I'd like to say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available and they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts and RVs, exteriors from the elements and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats and much much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, 
Cars, yeah. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Tom, we are back and we're entering the last lap, or the last trail, as we might say for you. This is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Okay. What's the best automotive or motorcycle advice you've ever received? Treat your cars well, and they will return the favor. Oh, yes, <laughs> most definitely. Especially when you're out in the wilderness, you want to make sure that nothing breaks down due to lack of care. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Dream big and don't be afraid to do things that no one else has ever attempted before. Oh, yes. Amen to that. Now, how about a resource? Is there a resource out there that you've enjoyed that you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy as well? Can I do two? You can, yep. Uh, well, you mentioned Jim Hyde earlier of Rawhide Adventures. Yep. If anyone's interested in learning how to ride a big BMW adventure bike or just experience if that's something uh, that they might enjoy, can't recommend the Rawhide program highly enough. They're, mm-hmm. they're great folks, and the training is great. And then... Uh, Short of that, if you just want to uh, ride a uh, BMW, and BMW has been very involved in our work, but if you're interested in just exploring Colorado on a nice BMW motorcycle, there's an organization, a company in Denver called Colorado Motorcycle Adventures, Mm -hmm. where you can rent BMW adventure bikes, and they also do tours for people who want to come in from out of state and experience the... uh, the Majesty of Motorcycle Riding in Colorado. Sounds like fun. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? You know, for people like me who are civilians and have never experienced the military and especially combat, the book Black Hawk Down Mm. by Mark Bowden Mm -hmm. uh, about the, well, it's the book that the movie Black Hawk Down was based on about the operation in Mogadishu, Somalia in 1993. Yeah. Uh, the book is a nail biter. It is incredibly uh, suspenseful and a great read, but it gives you a really, really good perspective on what it's like to be in combat and have things go to hell. And just, you know, you can understand how Guys who experience an event like that would uh, have a hard time getting over that. Right, exactly. And I think the book was, I mean, the movie was exciting, but the book's even better. It just goes into so much more detail. And yeah, nail biting, that's an understatement for sure. Well, and the movie was (laughs) dramatized, you know, for dramatic effect, obviously. And the the book is much more journalistic. And I know two guys who were, in that uh, that event in Mogadishu, mm. who have said that the 
the movie is is really you know more fictional the the book is very right. very accurate yeah yes as they usually are so well i'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources tom has shared at carsyad.com slash tom larson on his very own show notes page and there's a great place on the cars yeah website called guest recommended books for this book and all the past 532 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Tom. This last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one collector car or collector motorcycle in your garage, but don't worry about the price today, I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that vehicle be, and more importantly, why? Well, you know, I've always had a thing for 60s Ferraris, you know, a, a 250 or 275 GT, something like that. But yeah. the practicality of that is they're so valuable that I would I would hesitate to even drive it. So <laughs> as much as I fantasize about that car, if you're giving me anything, yep. I will take another classic Toyota FJ40 Land Cruiser and... I'll drive it every day and just uh, take it to places where you can't go in normal cars. And like I said, I'd love to have one of those again. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a great choice. I appreciate that because that's going to be a little more affordable than a 250 GT short wheelbase or a Ferrari GTO or any of those. So, So when can I be expecting it? To be delivered to my driveway? Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to call Jonathan War and have him build you one. So that you can customize it any way you want. He'll build you the most incredible FJ40 you've ever seen. So I'll get on the phone with him, so see what we can set up. And, uh, and, and you're picking up the tab. I, I Man, told that's you. That's so generous of you, Mike. I, well, I really I, appreciate it. I try to be a nice guy for all my guests. <laughs> so by this point, after 533 people, I am duly broke. So, <laughs> But I'm going to make every effort for you. But uh, I like that choice, and I like the reason behind it as well. Very cool. Well, Tom, you've taken me on an awesome trail ride today. I knew you would. And I want to thank you for sharing your incredible career path that you've been on to help people. It's just so inspiring to me. I know it will be to our listeners. And I want to thank you for taking your time today with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you head off into the forest in that Toyota FJ40 Land Cruiser? Make your life matter. Ah, simple, direct, and perfect. I love it. Make your life matter definitely that's what you're doing and tell us the best way again for our listeners to learn more about motorcycle relief project how they can get involved how they can donate uh what's your website can you put that out there for us yeah the website is motorelief.org m-o-t-o relief.org and if people uh would like to contact me directly i'd be happy to receive an email at tom at motorelief.org perfect well, listeners, again, you can find links to all of these connections Tom has shared on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Tom in the search bar and that page will pop up. I highly recommend you see what he's doing. Check it out. Look at what he's doing. If you have a way to help out, this is such a noble cause. This is such an important cause, and it's a way that you can make a direct impact, as Tom is doing, on somebody's life. You could save a life. You definitely will help a life. And uh, I encourage you to contribute and see what he's doing. Tom, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your story with Cars Yeah. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.